So you may have noticed it's a lot harder to find an Airbnb in one of the world's top tourist destinations. That's right here in New York City, where officials started enforcing new rules, cracking down on all short-term rentals. And the rules mean a lot of listings on sites like Airbnb are no longer available unless property owners have registered with the city and done a whole lot of changes. The requirements for approval are strict. No more than two guests at a time. The host must be present during the rental. A city council member here explained why they're cracking down. We were concerned about um, individuals turning rent-stabilized apartments into turning them basically into hotels, uh, which would have uh, have a, a very negative effect on our affordable housing prices. The regulations not just city New York. You've got cities and towns across the country, from Palm Springs to Portland to Maine, uh, all doing this. They're big changes. Joining us now to talk about this and a lot more, Airbnb CEO and co-founder Brian Chesky. It's good to have you at the Thank table. Thank you very much for having me today. Um, a lot of experts and those folks, I know you guys don't like these changes. They say you take away homes that are that people should be able to rent to live in and you make it unaffordable. Well, we want to make neighborhoods stronger. <clears throat> in fact, I started Airbnb because my roommate and I couldn't afford to pay rent. <clears throat> and one of the things we do is we work with cities all over the world. Airbnb is in 100,000 cities. Thousands of cities have figured this out from London to Paris to even San Francisco. And there's very simple systems, like we can have a registration system, we can limit people to rent if they live in the city. And one of the things we found is that, that some of the top professions of New York Coast were healthcare workers, mm -hmm. social workers, nurses, students. These are primarily everyday people. And when you take these Airbnbs down, mm -hmm. I don't think the housing prices are gonna go down, but I do think hotel prices are gonna go up. I think this moment for you guys is really interesting, and you've sort of been open about this reckoning your company is having, having and trying to get back to sort of some of the basics of when you started yeah. it. I do wanna play a complaint for you. This is just sure. one of you know many people. This is their issue with Airbnb right now. Here it is. <laughs> if you are Airbnb, I'm gonna tell you in real time why no one wants to book with you anymore, and here's why. Okay, here we go. We're going for two nights. $73 a night. Perfect. Within our budget. So it should be around $150. No, $275 after taxes and all of the fees. Okay. You went on Twitter and you yep. asked people, what do we need to change? Because yes. you're hearing this, Brian. Oh, yeah. So what are you changing well, to respond want, to people yeah, like exactly. this? So I always want to be the kind of CEO that's on the ground listening to customer feedback. In the beginning of the year, I, like, we started really going deep on people's complaints. We went on social media. We created a blueprint in the entire experience. And we made 53 upgrades based on the experience. Then I went on Twitter. And I said, tell me what else we can fix about Airbnb. I got 3,000 responses. The top eight suggestions, we've knocked down five of them most recently. People say that like prices in Airbnb are more expensive than they used to be. In the last year, our prices are down 1%, while hotel prices are up 10%. And that's because we've done new, uh, new pricing tools. People said they didn't like the They're cleaning They're still fees. more expensive than they used to be. They are more expensive than they used to be, but they are not going up as fast as hotels in the last year. That's important. Yeah. Cleaning fees, 260,000 hosts have reduced or removed cleaning fees. We now have 3 million listings without cleaning fees. I think the basic idea is this. Yeah. We want people to love our service. Right. That means that every single day we're going to work and we are listening to customer feedback and we're continuing to bring the community along and the improvements we're making. Do you, uh, I'm sure you saw this headline, The Atlantic, just two days ago, quote, Airbnb is really different now. And they're, they're arguing, it's not the scrappy startup it used to be. It's not what you founded it as. Obviously, companies grow. But I thought it was interesting. You said a few days ago, we can't improve our reputation until after we've solved these issues. Yes. It seems like you see your company sort of has gone from what you 
built in that apartment that I first interviewed yes. you in in San Francisco, and you're trying to get it back there. Is that right? Oh, yeah, and we've been doing that for a number of years, and I think that we are getting very close to where we need to be, but it's going to take time for people to really feel like, you know, it, it, you know, if you look at the stats on Airbnb, the number of five-star reviews is higher than it's ever been. The satisfaction is actually statistically higher than it's ever been. In May, we launched Airbnb Rooms, an all-new take on the original Airbnb where you can stay with a host in their home. That's still very popular. I'm hosting people every like couple months in my house. And, and that's part of getting back to the basics is using the product yourself. So I, I want to spend the remainder of our time talking about something that I have never heard a CEO talk about, certainly a Silicon Valley <laughs> CEO billionaire. Loneliness. Yeah. Why are you so worried about people being lonely? Why are you lonely? Well, first of all, maybe the reason I'm worried about it is because the Surgeon General in the beginning of the year put out a report and, you know, the Surgeon General's put out a report like tobacco. It's very concerning. And they said that we're living in a loneliness epidemic. Vivek that, Murphy. Vivek Murphy. And that, like, you know, depending upon what, what stats you read, somewhere between a third and two-thirds of Americans are feeling lonely. And that has a pernicious effect in their, in their mental health. And if you look at teenagers, as many as two out of three teenagers are feeling lonely. Now, why is this? I think modern life is starting to isolate us inadvertently. You know, the mall becomes um, Amazon and the theater becomes Netflix and the office becomes Zoom and all these, um, and, and it's, not, they're not, it's not anyone's fault. It's just that all these things are a step forward, but they ultimately maybe have effect of isolating us. And we need to still get out. And the reason I'm talking about it is because I think, you know, maybe our service we can point the service to be helpful. There's a lot of things I could yeah. do with our time and our money, but we want to help bring people together, encourage people to travel together. But you lived this? You are living this? Oh, yeah. I mean, with the pandemic, I live alone, or I, li I lived alone, and I was at one point by myself, then I got a dog. But I, I started realizing, and one of the other things I noticed is the more successful I got, I thought I'd have a lot more people surrounding me. And it's true, but often that has a way of isolating you. And it's not to say that my story is unique. It's a story that no matter who you are, you can be lonely, you can be isolated, and you've got to really work to connect with other people around you. Um, I know President Obama helped guide you out of this loneliness. Is that right? Well, he gave me some advice. And one of the things, a piece of advice he gave me was <clears throat> that he stayed really connected to his old friends, his close friends from high school, from college. And I think a lot of us probably have friends from high school. We have friends from college. We have friends from our past, but we haven't picked up the phone. We haven't spent time with them. And one of the best things somebody could do if they're feeling isolated is know they're not truly alone, that there are many people out there. They just have to reach out and rekindle those relationships. We all remember the moment when Airbnb went public. Yes. And I want to play people the moment you realized and we're told on live television, this is a $100 billion company making you a multi-billionaire. Here's that moment. Shares indicated to open right now at $139 a share, which is more than double. That's the first time I've heard that number. I I don't know what else to say. It, it's that that's a that's a that's a very that that's um, that is yeah. I'm very humbled by it. But then you've called some of those months the saddest of your life. Did it feel good when you got to the top of that mountain? I think that so many of us like. If there's something missing in our life, we want to climb a mountain feeling that by the top we get to that, the time we get to the top of the mountain, we're going to feel different. And maybe for a moment you do, that moment you stand on the top of the mountain, and then when it settles in, you go back to the feeling like the way you were before. And you start realizing, maybe everything I needed to be happy was already inside myself, and I need to look inward. And it's really, ultimately, happiness is not just about climbing a mountain. It's about the people that are with you along the way. And as long as you bring those people close, you can be happy.
You said, I was shocked when I heard this, finally, Brian. If I die, will I die Brian Chesky or the Airbnb guy just died? That's kind of a wow, stop you in your tracks moment. So much of my life has been completely dedicated to Airbnb. And many of us, if we're not careful, we can become the thing we're trying to pursue. And we can lose a little bit of a sense of who we are as a person and be able to have a little bit of boundaries and know that there's Airbnb and there's me and I'm a distinct person and I need to invest in myself. And that is a really, really important thing. And hopefully people get to know me, not just as the Airbnb guy, but as Brian, a guy that lives in San Francisco with a dog named Sophie and, you know. And makes chocolate chip cookies. And takes chocolate chip cookies for his guests. Uh, thank you for opening up about this. I think of a lot course. of us have felt it or are feeling it. Um, and we always think you guys have it all. No, everyone is more similar than we imagine. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. Appreciate it.